Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on uh, the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles, Berlin. Happy hump day. Hmm. Hmm. What? Oh, my gosh. And and guess what, listeners? Guaranteed. No dental hygiene talk. Aside from me saying dental hygiene right there. None. That's it. None. Exactly. Uh, and and there's a good reason I for that. I won't allow you to. There's a good reason, Dave. There is... Um, you don't want to bore anyone any, anymore <laughs> What? Uh, excite everyone, but we're not going to get yeah, into that. Yeah, get them too excited. Um, I feel tension building in, in the country, Dave. I feel tension mm. um, for the, the presidential election already, right? It's November. Oh, yeah. You ain't Jeez. kidding. No, in November... And we've got 10, what, nine months, 10 months already. The Iowa caucus is happening. It happened. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're not a political show. Nope. But I bring this up because uh, I saw a bumper sticker that reminded me of it, Dave. <laughs> saw a bumper sticker. You do love looking at bumper stickers. I do. Yes! I do. They 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 inform you. They really <laughs> tell you something yeah. about the a person. Yeah. And this one, so... Bumper sticker. Um, probably not what you think about this election. I saw a bumper sticker that said, Jesus 2020. Word. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. so I'm guessing this lady, and it was a lady, um, is going to write in her third-party candidate, Jesus of Nazareth. That's what uh, I'm guessing. And uh, I started thinking about it, Dave. I was like... I don't think Jesus wants anything to do with our election. Nope. I feel like if you ask him, he'd be like, nah, mm, sorry, you're on your own with that, guys. That's a fact. You enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem like my cup of tea. And then I started thinking about it a little bit deeper, and I was like, you know, if Jesus actually did run for president, how would that go? Hmm. And I got to say, I think I think he'd be pr- hit pretty hard. Yes! I think they'd go after him, you know? Do you? Like, I don't know if he'd be able to make it through a debate, because I started thinking about it. I was like, what kind of questions would they ask? And they'd be like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Jesus, we heard that roughly 2,000 years ago, um, you went in a temple and flimped over the tables of the merchants and the money changers. How would you explain that to voters who say that sounds a little too much like socialism? Say what? Are you (laughs) anti-capitalism, Jesus? Is that what you are? Right? Then another question might be like, uh, Mr. Jesus, uh, there are those that say you were at a marriage in Galilee where you turned water into wine. Hmm. Would you say in your past you have uh, ever suffered from a drinking problem? (laughs) Has that been a problem that you've always turned water into wine, sir? Right? Or maybe, maybe... Jesus, you have uh, been famous for your signature beard and long hair. Some would say that's not that's not very presidential. 
What do you what do you say to those voters that won't vote for you simply because of your long hair and beard? You look slightly homeless, sir. <laughs> right? Right? Bottom li- mm. bottom line, Dave, I'm saying he'd be hit hard with some questions. It wouldn't be really fair, but he would be hit hard. So true. Um Dave, I got to be honest, in general, I find elections a tad ridiculous, you know? Yes. I mean, I mean, both sides just this past week with that whole Super Bowl thing that happened, um, Mm -hmm. both sides spent $10 million on ads, right? Jeez. Yeah. Just one at 10 million, $20 million. You think about that. Not for healthcare, not for infrastructure, not for homelessness, not for the environment, but just to say, hey, I should be president, right? Like, doesn't make any sense. Nope. Dave, I need to make another proposal like uh, the Royal American. I need to make another proposal. So Sweet. Here's, okay. here's what we're going to implement, Dave. This is going to go into effect right with our Who Wants to Be America's Next Royal Award. So, next election, no campaign ads. Nope. No campaign fundraisers, nope. no rallies. You're not allowed to have any of those. Nope. Each person like it. that wants like to it. be president has to take a civics test, a history test, and an overall IQ test. That's right. You don't have to pass any Ooh. of them. You can fail you every single... take it. Yes. <laughs> and the public gets gets to see all Knows your answers. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. Like it. Um, then... Each candidate has one televised interview where they ask questions and then another interview where a random former boss of the candidate is asked questions and interviewed as well. Hmm. They don't get to choose which boss. Yeah. They just, uh, a random boss that they don't know which one it's going to be. And that's all the public gets. Other than that, candidates can't campaign. And the results will all be based on popular vote. That's it. Now, I know what you're thinking, Dave. You're like, yeah, man. What about the people that are all about the drama, though? They're all yeah. into into the, the, the fanatics and the craziness of politics. Well, here's what I'm thinking, Dave. If they want to see that, the day after Election Day, the votes won't actually be released yet. We'll have election day, and then they'll hold oh, on to the votes. The drama. No, no, no. We'll uh, hold on to the votes, and then we'll have a football draft. Hmm. Right? Uh, uh, a football team will be created and named after every candidate in the race. Right? Then mm-hmm. we'll have a round-robin football tournament to be played. And the whole country can cheer on their football team like it's the actual candidate, right? And they can talk trash about the team, and they can talk trash about the other teams, and the whole country can cheer like it's like it's actually the candidate. And then at the end of the championship game, whatever team wins, that will be crowned the football president. So true. Right? And they can have their little celebration okay. of the football president. Then... The actual real winner of the election will be released after the football president. After the whole country releases all that negative energy surrounding the football president. What do you think? Mm. Dude, I I like it, man. It switches it up for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think it's positive in all directions, Dave. I think that an American royal is going to change this country. I think I think for the better, for the better. In the well, I think you're getting a a group of like sports lovers who really don't care much about politics. You're getting them involved now too. Yeah, well, and you're going to get the the politics people to realize basically all they're doing is cheering for a team. That's a fact. So it might as well be a football right. team that doesn't matter, right? That'd be better exactly. than ruining our country. Anyways, in the meantime, Dave, are you ready to fire this show up? Dude, let's fire it up, man. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic show today. We have none other than the fantastic hero, the band. Four brothers from Atlanta. I can't wait to talk to these guys. They've been tearing it up. Uh, 2020 is going to be their year. They're releasing their first major label album. They've got uh, they've got shows on shows, Dave. They're going to Bonnaroo. They're going to Epic Center. Oh. They're going to Rockville. They're going to uh, just all all these Damn. huge shaky shaky uh, uh, shaky knees. Uh, in uh, Atlanta, just all these big festivals, man. I want to talk to these guys and just, just, just absorb their positive their energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Dave. <clears throat> first, we have to start where we start. Birthday suit. For sure. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. Uh, you got this one. Huh? Okay. Mm, okay. Born on February 5th, 1985 in Sao Pedro, Portugal. Our birthday okay. suit wearer loves soccer from a young age. And by the age of 14, he thought, hey, I can be a professional at this. That's a fact. And his mother mm -hmm. agreed and let him not go to school and focus on soccer. However... One year later, he was... Where'd you say he was born? Portugal. Hmm. He, Cristiano Ronaldo. There it is. Yes, indeed. He nailed it with the country. Let's go. Portugal Let's go. is correct. Well, let me let me explain to the listeners here. He was diagnosed you can do the rest. with chronic tachycardia, Dave, at the age of 15. Oh. Wait, yeah. what? And thought they were going to have to give up soccer forever. However, he went uh, underwent heart surgery. They cauterized several cardiac paths, recovered a natural heartbeat, and then uh, he returned almost immediately, like just a couple days after the surgery, back to training for soccer. Jeez. Uh, at the age of 18, he was signed to Manchester United. Most people know Manchester United. Uh, first ever Portuguese player to play for Manchester. In 2009, he signed to Real Madrid. He was the FIFA Player of the Year in 2008, Men's Player of the Year 2016-17, He's been selected for the European Golden Shoe Award 2007 to 2015, with the exception of 2009 and 12. He was selected wow. to the FIFA Pro World Team for 12 years straight, and he is fifth all-time in international goals scored. He has more goals than any other current active player with 738 goals. That's right. And... He was listed only behind Floyd Mayweather 
in highest earnings for the athlete uh, for athletes this past decade. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and one and he's a money maker. One last thing. Gracious. He was the most he has the most Instagram followers of anyone. He has 200 million really? followers. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So many. Just think about that, man. That is some power. 200 million that I'd be, I'd be too much for me for one post. Like I wouldn't. I'd be, I'd be like, oh Jesus, so much pressure. I don't know what to put on here. Nope. Oh, there's two million people, two hundred million people that are gonna look at this. Like that's that's too much. It's too intense, man. <laughs> turning, turning. Someone's gonna hate it every time you. Post yeah, exactly. <laughs> haters, man. Haters. Thousands of yeah. haters, but you know, millions of lovers. So that's a fact. enjoy it, Ronaldo. Thirty-five. Happy birthday. The big. The big 35. Nice. How long do soccer players play till? Probably you know, about, that probably gets to the end, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, Ronaldo looks in shape, man. He's basically got the form of a Greek god. He is uh, That's true. one sexy mofo. You enjoy it, Ronaldo. The sexiest mofo. Amen. Amen. Dave, are you ready? It's time to rip some headlines. Let's rip it, man. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Uh, Dave, this uh, first story is from the NewsTribune.com. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Dave, funerals are a somber experience. Am I right? Sad. You're right about that. They're reflective. It's my experience with funerals, you know? So true. Uh, Apparently... I haven't been to a funeral in Jefferson City. Nope. Uh, that's not what this this funeral seemed. So police were called to a funeral because apparently during uh, the funeral, a disturbance broke out. A little bit of fighting in this uh, funeral. Jeez. Then, while en route to the funeral, the cops got an update that two shots had been fired during the funeral. Wait, what? So, as they were going to the funeral, they saw a dude leaving a house that looked like the guy described that did the shooting at the funeral. So they stopped the said dude on the street and found he had two 9mm handguns in his bag. Hmm. And uh, they asked him about the shots at the funeral, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that was me. Word. And they were like, okay. And he's like, but that uh, wasn't with these guns. It's with another gun. And so... There were different <laughs> guns. He took the cops into the house where his mother hmm. gave the cops a forty caliber Glock, uh, which was the weapon fired at the funeral, which was also identified as a stolen gun. Uh, the police charged the man with... Receiving stolen property, which is a Class D felony, and the unlawful use of a weapon charge, which is a Class B misdemeanor. Wait, what? First. Come on, guys. I'm I'm no attorney, Dave, but don't those two charges seem backwards? Hmm. Like... You receive stolen property. You didn't steal the property. You just received it, which he probably even paid for. I mean, he probably paid for that stolen gun. Doesn't make it right, but he probably stole it, and that's a felony? And then you fire a gun at a funeral? And they're like, hmm, misdemeanor. What? Doesn't it seem a little weird? It, it, it doesn't add up. Nope. No! 
And then, who fires a gun at a funeral to break up a disturbance? What is he, Wyatt Earp? Hmm. Is he in Tombstone? <laughs> Nobody's firing at this funeral, ma'am. Like, what the? Come on, dude, no. Jeez. Going on, Jefferson. Like, what is it? What do they do uh, for like military funerals? Don't Twenty-one they like, gun salute. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's it. Thing, good. Man. Good call. Good call. I didn't think about yeah. that. Twenty-one. Just a little bit of the. Hmm. Bringing bringing the military in. I got it. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Dave, this next story is a bit frightening. Um. So this next story is they from. All are, honestly. <laughs> that, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> and the sad part is, is I find the most fun. Least or well, they're frightening. Yeah, anyways, what? Um, this is from KETV in Nebraska. Dave, you ever been to one of those movie theaters where they serve alcohol? You know, mm, yeah, dude, that's the best kind. Yeah, I uh, I haven't. Nope. And I was thinking about this before. I don't think I've been to like a movie theater in like half a decade. So true. Like I think the last time decade. I was at a movie theater was like 2015. I saw that uh, saw that Hercules with The Rock. It wasn't that good. Word. I actually. F- that's that's the movie that got you to get up and go to the movies. Well, my friend Brian, who is a great pal, he was like, "Hey, we should go see this movie." And you know, since it was Brian, I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then we actually both both of us fell asleep in Girl, come on. at different parts in the movie. Oh man, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, this is about me. This is about the folks in La Vista, Nebraska. So the folks in La Vista, Nebraska went to a theater called the Alamo Draft House Cinema, which, of course, serves alcoholic beverages. Well, sounds like a great place. Well, uh, no, it's not, and you'll see why in a little bit. Sarah Baker uh, went to the theater with her friends, got an alcoholic drink inspired by the movie Ford vs. Ferrari. Word. Oh. Mm, and oh, yeah. when she got the drink, she was surprised by the bright blue-green color. Right? She was like, huh, weird. And she asked, and the mm-hmm. guy was like, oh, yeah, it's the alcohol that we use in this drink. So she took a sip, and immediately when she took a sip, she could feel her lips burning, and then... The skin from her lips started peeling off. Jeez. Oh, God. I thought it was just like a blue Long Island or something. No. She ran to the bathroom and immediately started vomiting uncontrollably. Uh, She was taken to the hospital after recovering slightly, and she had found that the theater had reused an alcoholic bottle to store caustic cleaning solution. What? This cleaning solution is so corrosive, it can eat through plastic in minutes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And get this. The only way that they denoted that it wasn't alcohol was that they put a piece of tape around the neck of the bottle. They're like, yeah. Sweet. That should do it. The bartender will see this. That should do it. Not only that, (laughs) but they stored the bottle near the other alcohol bottles. Like, they didn't even say, you know what? We should put this in the the closet. Nope. No. No, in the other bottles. Like, what? What? And then... Uh. 
Sarah Baker went. The girl okay? Yeah. Well, so they think they still haven't uh, uh, been. They can't tell if she's going to have any type of permanent damage long run, Mm -hmm. but she's recovered Mm -hmm. now. They had to use some steroids actually to keep down the swelling in her throat. Jeez. Um, Yeah. But uh, she talked to the manager of the theater and they covered their meal. And then gave them multiple free movie passes. Girl, come on! Uh, they're getting sued for way more than that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, like if this manager thought this was gonna be like a slick lowball move. Like this will get them. They'll be fine with this. But like, I don't know if he noticed. Once those hospital bills come, <laughs> he or she almost killed a person by poisoning them. That's a fact. And they're like, oh, here you go. Here's a free movie pass. Like, yeah, don't think that's gonna cover it. Just, just don't think it's gonna cover it. Then, who, like, who was the person that actually ended up putting this bottle there? Like, I mean, who, yeah. who was like, ah, oh, man, we don't have any more cleaning bottles. I got this vodka bottle. It'll probably work. Like, oh, don't worry, I put a piece of tape on the top. They'll notice. It's good. Like, so. Dumb. Dave. Oh, God, guys. This next story, I like this one. This is also a little bit terrifying, but it may be my favorite story of the week just because it's so odd. So uh, it's from gizmodo.com. Um, uh-huh. Dave, you've heard of Pablo Escobar, right? Mm, I have. Yeah. He was a cocaine kingpin from Colombia uh, that was killed mm-hmm. in 1993. Uh, well, when they killed him, the police seized his stuff, right? And he had a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he I had bet. had a helicopter, you know. He had a personal zoo, which had a lot of animals, right? And uh, that's crazy. It included four hippopotamuses, Dave. Mm. Four. Oh wow! Hippos. Well. All the other animals, they shipped off to, like, other zoos, you know? They were like, okay, Mm -hmm. these people get these. But the hippos, since they're, like, 2,000 pounds, and they're hippos, they were like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Just leave them. It's cool. (laughs) Right? So they just literally left the hippos to roam around Colombia. Right? Well, Well, fast forward 25 years, and now... These hippos have reproduced, and there's 80 hippos, roughly estimated, 80 hippos in Colombia. They're surviving in that environment then. Yeah. They're just just roaming around, effing things up as hippos tend to do. Jeez. Just rooting around. They things up? Oh, yeah. Well, they're big, you know? So they eat a lot of things, and they take large and those are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, a biologist looking into this situation said, if you plot their population growth, you can see that their population is about to explode exponentially. Said in the next couple of decades, Mm. you could have thousands of hippos. Wow. In Colombia. True. So. True. So a couple things. Uh, First of all, this reminds me of the movie Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Dave. Mm. Mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. I saw that movie, and you know, at the end of that movie, not in theaters. They no, not in theaters. Nope. At home, actually, my mom was watching it, uh, and I came in on her watching it, and I 
didn't want to change her channel since she seemed invested, and I just continued to watch it with her. But Fair enough. Uh, at the end of this movie, I found it really dumb because they just end up letting all the dinosaurs out into America, and like yeah. they're insinuating that they're like, oh, how, how, can, how can we stop it now? There's just going to be dinosaurs everywhere. And I'm like, Word. it's only 50 of them. You're telling me there's like not technology that you can't just hunt those guys down, take them out or something, castrate them, something? No, it's just like, oh, d dinosaurs everywhere. There you go. <laughs> just like, uh, just like so not the case. And then in this story, like when they decided to let the hippos just cruise around Colombia, wasn't there somebody in that group that's like, hey, you know what we should probably do? would be smart we should probably neuter these hippos you know that's a fact just just in case so we don't end up with like 2,000 hippos like just just feel like you know somebody should have saw that coming now like just what a weird invasive species what? i don't think there's there's anything wrong with having a lot of hippos Girl, come on. the problem is is that they take up resources like any invasive species of of all the mm. native species so, you know, sure. it's like uh, uh, the pythons in the Everglades. They're a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this time, it's a 2,000-pound problem. A hungry, hungry hippo problem. That's not good. Not good. Uh, Dave, this next story is from the Detroit Free Press. Sweet. Okay. Uh, I think this Detroit lady in our next story heard about all the <laughs> hubbub about the Florida women. And wanted to get in the action. So... Gonna one-up them. Yeah, so 52-year-old Yulette, Yulette Wedgworth, went to see her man friend last Tuesday. And I say man Ooh. friend because when I uh, when asked if they were dating by police, Yulette said no, and the man said yes. What? So... Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Burn. Yeah. Nonetheless... She went over to this man's house. Now, interestingly, I, as I said, she's 52. The man's 68. Mm. Oh. Yeah. 16-year difference there. Now, uh, apparently, when they got into the apartment, they immediately started making out. Mm. Yep. But yep. And apparently, as they were doing this, the man put his tongue in Yulette's mouth. Ew. And she said, whoa, don't do that again. Apparently, Yulette... Not a fan of the old tongue kissing. Not a fan, right? Not, not a not a Frencher. No. And the man, well, and you'd think with a name you let, that seems like a French name, right? Hmm. Anyways, uh, right. The man did it again. At which time, you let bit roughly an inch of his tongue off. Ew. Oh God. Yeah. And oh man! It was at this time, that poor guy, that the man called the police. Right, and the police arrived, found the man bleeding from his mouth and missing part of his tongue. The report stated that the police were able to recover the piece of tongue from the bedroom in the man's apartment, and then they took Yulette into custody, and her bond was set at twenty-five thousand dollars. Now. Couple Good things. God. Yeah, couple things on this one, Dave. First, I've never been in this situation, but I feel like the first response to the violation of tongue kissing would not be to bite their tongue off. 
Seems like a little bit of a drastic escalation. So true. Second, I started thinking about it. What do you think goes on in that weird, awkward time after he calls the police? Hmm. Like... Or even when he's trying to call the police. Well, just like, how does that happen? Because I feel like they seemed, in the story, it seemed they like they were pretty calm. Like, was he just like, hey, hey, I'm going to call the police. And she was like, on me? And he's like, yeah. She's like, all right. Hmm. They'll be here in 10 minutes. Okay. Word. Why are you, are you going to tell Don't him? Don't go anywhere. Are you going to tell him that, that I bit your tongue off? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Gee. Like, just like, what what goes on? Lastly, Dave, I had a slightly similar injury in high school. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I'm so- oh, you bit your tongue off? Yeah. I was playing basketball, had my tongue in between my teeth, and a dude I was guarding went up for a layup, hit my jaw with a, with a shoulder, cut a little tiny part of my tongue off. Ew. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. I never noticed all these years of looking at your tongue. Yeah, well, I don't know, Dave, if, if the if the mic can pick it up, but it clicks where it was. Ew. I, I, so I, I don't know. I don't know if they can hear it, but it does click. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, Dave, but the tongue, it's quite the bleeder. It bleeds, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so badly. It bleeds. It never stops. But don't worry. I'm, I'm a fighter, Dave, and that same night... I didn't stop eating. That's right. I ate that night, even though I was missing a little bit of my tongue. I was like, not going to stop me. Nope. I'm going to eat. Would you eat some Taco Bell? Bag ziti. Bag ziti, my friend. Oh. Bag ziti. Dave, this next story is from BBC. You've heard of the Magna Carta, correct? I have. Okay, well. I don't know much about it, but I've heard of it. Well, uh, it's a very important doctrine. Originally created back in 1215. It's uh, 805 years old, if you did the math. Essentially, Dave, it was the first European constitution. Hmm. It actually gave liberty to folks, you know? Because up until that point, nobody actually had any liberty. Nope. You know? It was basically all the kings, Mm -hmm. and they did whatever they wanted. Whatever the king said. Yeah. So, uh, it's actually what inspired many of the founders of America to write the Bill of Rights, was the Magna Carta. Yeah. So true. So way back when the Magna Carta was created in 1215, they made a couple of copies, you know, because they knew it was going to be important. So they had four original copies, and they still exist. One is in the Lincoln Cathedral, one is in Salisbury Cathedral, and two are in British Museum. So this brings us to Mark Royden. Uh, Mark uh, believed that the Magna Carta was fake. Not really sure why. (laughs) He just thought this was uh, fake. And because of that, uh, he needed to to check it out. And his idea of proving it uh, fake was by stealing the Magna Carta, right? Mm. Oh, my God. So Mark really planned this out. He got a hammer and uh, went to Salisbury Cathedral. Word. That was his plan. And uh, he pulled the fire alarm. And then uh, tried to smash through the glass display where it's held. That's a fact. Now, uh, as you can imagine, the glass that holds the Magna Carta, pretty thick. He didn't do... I mean, I he, he did some damage, but he didn't get really through that thing. Not really through that thing. Just made a couple small holes before uh, security and onlookers took him down. Now, initially, when I read the story, I was confused, right? I was, uh, I was like, Mark, what... 
what are you even gonna do with it if you actually got it? Like, you know, like I was, I was getting, right. I, like, I was mad because I was like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to look and be be able to tell if it was made by like a color inkjet printer. You're like, no, that's an inkjet printer. That's not 1215. And I was just like, this is so dumb. So dumb. But then at the end of the article, BBC made me feel really dumb, right? Because then at the very end mm-hmm. of the article, they put uh, Mark had 23 previous convictions covering 51 offenses, including theft and criminal damage. Then they had Royden, Mark Royden, who suffered brain damage in a car accident in 1991, is subject to a court protection order regarding his finances, and he is aided by a caregiver. Hmm. And I was like, I was like, BBC, way to make me feel like a man. I'm reading this article all the while getting angrier and angry at this dude, and then at the end you're like, oh, by the way, can't help it. He's got a brain disability yeah. and a caretaker. You're an asshole for thinking right. all of that. And I'm just yeah. like, come on! <laughs> Guys! They 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 put you up and then they just dropped you. Yeah, I'm like, come on! Tell me that at the start. Start of it. Alright, Dave. This last story is from the old Detroit News. Old Detroit okay. News. Uh, sadly, stories uh, not too surprising in 2020. Uh, you may have seen this. Mm. Uh, but the offensive coordinator at Grand Valley uh, was fired last week for making some unexpected comments to the school newspaper. Mm. So I don't think I saw this one. Well, in a story posted on the 23rd of January, uh, Berger, the uh, offensive coordinator, uh, was asked if he could have dinner with three historical figures, who would they be? And uh, he said JFK, pretty good choice. Mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy, not bad, sure. right? Christopher Columbus, which, eh, all right. It's all right, I guess. Okay. And then his third choice, Adolf Hitler. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and he prefaced that choice by saying, this is probably not going to be getting a good review, Nope. but I'm going to say Adolf Hitler. What? It was obviously sad, and he had bad motives, but the way he was able to lead was second to none. Wait, what? How he rallied a group and a following? I want to know how he did that. Word. That's mm, his quote, Dave. Dude. Now, first, let me say, Dave, uh, if he wanted somebody with the ability to lead, how about Michael Jordan? That's even a sports reference for you there. He was the leader. Or if he wanted to stay in the same vein of military, how about how about George Washington? Or maybe Dwight Eisenhower, right? Those are some pretty good leaders, and they were on the right side of history. So true. How about that? Like, you're going to have to go down pretty, pretty effing far on the list before you get to Hitler. Second, let me tell the listeners out there, if you're getting ready to bring up Hitler in a conversation for anything other than being one of the worst human beings that has ever existed, probably don't. That's a fact. Not going to be good for you. Yeah, just, (laughs) just don't. That's just general advice that will serve you well. Like, even if this comment seems benign at the moment, right? 
Maybe like some a compliment that has nothing to do with his war crimes or general insanity, right? It's just better not to go with it. See, the small compliment you give out is far outweighed by the fact that he j tried to destroy the world. So true. Killed right? millions of people. The yeah. fact that he was the most evil human being ever. It's like on the other side of the coin, Dave. In general... It's a good idea not to say mean things about really nice people, right? That's a fact. Like, mm -hmm. if you were to say, you know, Tom Hanks, you guys a real bag when it comes to parallel parking. Word. Right? Even if it's true, and he is horrible at parallel parking, it's greatly outweighed by the fact that America loves Tom Hanks, and you just shouldn't say that. Yes. Right? Well, you're not allowed to. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. So... Moral of rip from the headlines. Don't bring up Hitler in conversations. There you go, Dave. There you go. If you've learned anything from listening to That's the show. right. That's right. We are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest today. This is Hero the Band with Gods Today. Like quiet, gotta be cool here. That life was only 
you a couple hours, what would you do here? From second one to minute 60, let's burn the city. I know that you ain't hurt me, so so you gon' see me. You gotta act a to get your face on the TV. You gotta cock and blast to get your family some relief. Everything we come from golden. We took the scraps you gave us, then we made that golden. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Guys, download the podcast mm-hmm. on any app you use. Amen. We all know you know how to download an app at this point. Oh, yeah. And, da- and download a podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us a five-star rating. Boom. Comment. Say something you love about us. Yes. You know? Whether it's Doc's great beard or my side comments. Or great beard. Your great beard. Or my other great beard. Oh, shucks. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. You got to, I mean. But guys, do it. I think we've all, uh, we've all conceded, Dave, that your beard is much fuller and has a much higher range on your face than mine does. I can't grow the fullness of your beard. So true. Uh, Yeah, man, that goes all the way up to my eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, sure, I can make myself look pretty homeless, but that's a fact. I can't, I can't do the fullness. I like do you. it like none other. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of all those folks that are gonna go comment uh, great things about our beard, we need to uh, mm-hmm. thank the folks that have listened to the show. So true. So we're gonna start with yeah. the the regulars, Dave. The regulars that are always there that we want to thank. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, of course, all the places, Shout as we've out. said before, Ponte Vedra, St. John's, Duval, uh, Jackson, uh, Jacksonville Beach, all, all, all the places, all the places, Dave. It's all Duval. Shout out to them. Uh, Duval. Columbia, South Carolina. Shout out. That's right. Capital City. Go Cox. Yep. Yep. Got to give them credit. Capital City. Casey. Yes. Irmo. Harbison. Lexington, all the areas around there as well. Then, of course, Radford, Virginia. Shout out to those guys. Shout out. That's right. 
home of the Highlanders. Gainesville, Florida, shout out, home of the, the Gators. Shout, shout out. out to those those folks. Um, Mountain View, California, shout, shout out. out to those guys. That's where Apple is, Dave. Apple. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're listening to us. They're trying to get ideas. They're getting ideas. They're getting good ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. Genoa, Italy, obviously. Our favorite Italian Shout listeners out. always listening. We appreciate yes. it. Kenner, Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans, Shout always out. listening. We appreciate it. Citrus Heights, California, right outside of Sacramento, always listening. Shout appreciate out. it. Maputo, mm-hmm. Mozambique, our favorite African uh, listeners. We love them. Oh, yeah. Uh, love Ad- you guys. Atlanta, Georgia, Hotlanta, where our guests are from today. Always listening. Shout we out. appreciate ATL, it. ATL, stand up. Mm. Charleston, South Carolina. Love them. Fantastic. Out. Always a good time. Great place to get some food, too. Yes. Charlotte, oh, North yeah. Carolina, Queen City. Love them. Home of the Panthers. Shout out. Also, Ashburn, Virginia. Doc G for Doc. Sorry, Virginia Wait, what? for Doc G lovers. Screwed that You'll one up, it. Dave. I'll get it someday. And then lastly, Dublin, Ireland. Shout out. Our Irish connection. You Thank you. Thank you. All the regulars. Big time. Big time shout outs for all the regulars. Semi-regulars. Shout out. Sarasota, Florida. Shout out. Uh, Bristol. Virginia, Detroit, Michigan, Brisbane, Australia, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Chicago, Illinois, Tel Aviv, Israel, Hornsey, England, Hornsey, those guys, they're pretty regular. They get a little bit more regular. I'm going to put them on the regular list. Shout out. They get a couple more weeks. And the uh, last one, Madison, Tennessee. Those guys, Madison, right outside of Nashville, been been regulars. If they get another week, I'm, like putting them, I'm putting them on the regular list. They've been going for a month now. Go, I'm going to put them on the list. Newcomers, Ooh. Dave, my favorite. First newcomer, Barcelona. Shout out. Barcelona. Oh, there we go. Nice. And, and reviewing this, Dave, I think the people from Barcelona that listened this week went back. I checked this out and listened to every single show. Wait, what? Like they had, a, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I want to say to those listeners from the bottom of my heart, we're sorry, Barcelona. So true. <laughs> you had they wasted to, all that you, time. You had to go through that. We're sorry. Um, okay. Oh, man. I've never been there, Dave. Have you ever been to Barcelona? Mm, no, man, but we have to now. Yeah, well, I've seen Andrew Zimmer go there and eat a lot of weird things like testicles. That's so, a fact. You know. Mm, I basically, my favorite. I've basically been there, you know. Um, yeah. Green Bay, Wisconsin. Green Bay. Ooh. Dave, not too much of a shocker here, but Green Bay is by far the smallest city with an NFL team. That's a fact. Uh, Yeah. They've only got 100,000 people in that city, Dave, and they've got an NFL team. Jeez. Uh, Buffalo. That is small. Yeah, Buffalo's the next closest. They've got two and a half times the population of Green Bay, though, because they got about a quarter million there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, Dave, I've been told I need to hit up Lambeau Field, but I've also been told... I need to hit up Fonferick Park. Fonferick Park, Green Bay. So true. Pretty dope waterfall in Fonferick. Yeah. Yeah. 
Last one. Waterfall. Nice. L- last one here. St. Petersburg, Russia. Shout out. Yeah. Oh, you, you come. I was thinking you were going to say Florida. No. St. Petersburg, Russia. Russia. Yeah, St. Petersburg, Florida. They're 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 semi-regulars. They get on there every yeah. now and then. Uh, Dave, there's almost 5.5 million people in St. Petersburg, Russia. Jeez. It was the capital of Russia until the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah. Word. Now I've been told. I've been told that if I go to St. Petersburg, I need to hit up the Cathedral of St. Peter and Paul. That's right. They've got all the tombs. I better crazy. They've got oh. all the tombs of all the emperors of Russia going back to the 1600s. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it's pretty weird. But nonetheless, shout out to everybody listening. Thank you for the listens. Uh, Dave. Thank you, guys. Couldn't do it without you. Nope. Yeah, amen. Uh, it's important. It's time. Second birthday suit. Are you ready? Yes, sir. This one, I'm not sure, Dave. This is a toss-up. This is a toss-up. Uh, Let's see. Born on February 5th, 1969 in Boston, Massachusetts. Hmm. At a young age uh, of three, our birthday suit wear saw James Brown perform, and it sparked a desire in him to become a musical artist at the age of three. At the age Dang. of 12, uh, with his friends Michael Bivens and Ricky Bell, our birthday suit wearer created the musical group New Edition. So true. They had several hits like Jealous Girl, Cool It Now, and Mr. Telephone Man. He left the group in 1986 and became a solo artist. He released a debut uh-huh. album that year titled King of the Stage. In 1988, he released his most successful album, Don't Be Cruel, with hits like My Prerogative in every little step you take. Hmm. In 1989, our birthday suit wearer met Whitney Houston. They married each other in 1992. In 2006, the couple finally was divorced after 14 years of marriage. Name that birthday suit wearer. Hmm. So, I think Whitney Houston, I don't know if she was married to him, but the name that I always like associate with is Bobby Brown. I don't know if that's... That's it! It's Bobby Brown! Nicely Let's done. Go. Nicely done. Bobby Brown, man. Does what he wants to, man. It's Bobby Brown. It's his prerogative. He'll do it. His prerogative. Yeah, it's a good jam, man. He's turning the big 51. Oh, yeah. 51. Sweet. Oh, 51. Damn. Yeah. Now, uh, it was uh, interesting. You know, he was often... Uh, sort of villainized as the person that uh, turned Whitney Houston to drugs. Word. But in a yeah. in yeah. a in a recent uh, interview with one of her closest friends, uh, the closest mm-hmm. friend said, "No, Whitney was doing drugs before she met Bobby Brown." Say what? So, oh, there you go, there you go. Came from one of her closest friends. I saw the interview on MSNBC. I forget who the friend was, but there you go. Just to let you know. Nonetheless, it's Bobby's 51st birthday. So live it Happy up, Bobby. Birthday, Enjoy it. Yes, I know sir. I know the last one was bigger with the 50, but still, 51, you're still here. It's time to party. Let's do it. So true. There you go. No uh, drugs. Dave, we're now into a new month of 2020. We're getting close to spring, but we haven't really made it there yet, you know? We need mm-hmm. something that's going to amp us up. Get us to spring. 
and I know just the thing to do it. It's some things that don't suck. Yes, sir. Things that don't suck. A list of consisting of Paul Rudd and whatever the doc wants to say now. Dave, have you ever heard of Four Ocean? Hmm. Four Ocean. Yeah, uh, four is in the number and then ocean. Hmm. I think so. Do they do the bracelets? They do bracelets. You have heard of them, correct, Dave? Damn. Correct. Let's go. It, uh, it was started by Alex and Andrew. Alex and Andrew mm-hmm. are two native Floridians, and they okay. are big fans of the ocean. So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they were going through college, they decided, you know what we should do? We should save up our money and take like an extreme surfing trip, right? So they mm-hmm. decided to take an extreme surfing trip to Bali, you know, in Indonesia, mm-hmm. right? Real far away. Mm-hmm. It's got some really good waves. They were like, dope, let's do it. Well, when they finally got there, they found the beaches of Bali were so filled with plastic and trash they couldn't believe it right and they went up and they mm-hmm. a- asked the locals they're like geez where's all this trash from and they're like oh we just cleaned the beach a couple hours ago that washes up every every couple of hours Ew. and they just they, they wow. couldn't believe it yeah yeah so they instantly decided to do something about it right and they jumped into action they created four ocean so true right? and four ocean makes products out of plastic pulled from the ocean Right, their most predominant product being the bracelets that you just mentioned. Right, for each mm. bracelet they make is equal to a pound of plastic removed from the ocean. Jeez! So every one of those bracelets is a pound of plastic removed, and they recently reported that to date they've almost removed eight million pounds of plastic from the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I got to say, it's something that doesn't suck. So true. It doesn't suck at all. It's a noble cause. Well done. Well done, Alex and Andrew. You keep it up. You keep it up. Indeed. Because no doubt there is a lot more in there because we humans sort of suck. So keep it up. (laughs) Keep it up. Uh, Dave, our next story, I got it's another twofer for things that don't suck. Uh, you know Bon Jovi, right? Hmm. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a rock star. That's right. Rock star. Well, Dave, uh, Mr. BJ, he's a helper of the community. Several years Mm -hmm. ago, John Bon Jovi, he opened a restaurant known as the JBJ Soul Kitchen. Yeah. And the idea of the restaurant is you can always, regardless of your money situation... Eat a fresh home cooked meal, even if you have no money. True. All you have to do if you can't pay, you got a couple things you can do. But one of the main things you can do is pledge volunteer hours instead. That's right. You know, you can just be Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'll work a couple hours. And they're like, we're square. Right? Nice. Well, this past week, the 57 year old rock star opened his third location of the old JBJ Soul Kitchen, this time on the campus of Rutgers. Yeah. Oh, my grandpa's um, alma mater. Nice. The accountant? Sweet. Yep. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. John said the new location 
uh, is to play a role in alleviating food insecurity among college students and give them the support they need to achieve their dreams. The menu features all kinds of great items, and there are several different forms of payment, Dave. You can pay what you can, you can pay what you want, you can volunteer, or you can pay it forward. Sort of a, a local charity, right? If you've got more mm-hmm. money, you can give a little bit more money and say, hey, somebody else can use it, you know? But you can you can use this to pay for it, right? According to the restaurant, at the other locations, 40%, uh, 46% of meals have been paid for by volunteer hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, Dave. I took a gander at their Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, their double chocolate pancakes with espresso whipped cream. They look pretty heavenly. Oh, so true. Yeah. And that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go work some volunteer hours for them. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll work an hour in the kitchen for some pancakes. Now, now I will say, though, I, I got to do my volunteer hours first. I got to get like a bank of volunteer hours first because I'm not going to have those pancakes. I'm going to go into an itis and not be able to move after those pancakes. Yes! I'm gonna. Oh, yeah, you 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 work then eat, not the yeah, other way around. Yeah, exactly. Work to eat, man. I can't do it the other way around. That's that's just sad. All right, Dave. Those are some things that don't suck. We are gonna take a break. We will be right back with our guest of honor today, Hero the Band.
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by the fantastic group Hero, the band. That would be none other than Justin, Jeremy, DJ, and Nick. Guys, how's it going? It's going good. What's going on, everybody? How y'all hey, doing? Everybody. Thanks for tuning in and listening to what, what's going on today. Yes. Ben. Yes, indeed. We, uh, guys, you guys have had a uh, busy, busy schedule. Uh, you guys just finished the uh, rock boat cruise, which um, it's one of it's it's one of my faves because we got a lot of Doc G alums, including the uh, headliner sister Hazel, who have uh, graced graced the show before. How was your rock boat experience? Hmm. Oh man, so many different experiences. Who want to go first? Who want to tell your rock boat experience? Hmm. I mean, I'll I'll just, the way, I get mine out the way since I'm long winded. I'll be short-winded. <laughs> but uh, this DJ, the rock boat experience was uh, it was unreal at times um, because you just lose all sense of time. It's nothing but water, skies, and stars. So true. And um, a bunch of people that, that want to just spread love and, and have a great time and, uh, you know, listen to rock music 24-7. So. Nice. <laughs> 31 bands. 31 bands. And uh, it was uh, like five different stages. So, yeah, it was special. Very was nice. Very special. Anybody? Yeah, and I would say uh, this is Jeremy. So I mean, just as far as like, I always like to say, you know, just being on that uh, cruise ship or the or the rock boat uh, cruise ship experience. Like, first and foremost, I don't think Sister Hazel get enough credit nope. mm-hmm. for something that they have created. You yeah. know, like being a band. A lot of times, as artists, we only get looked at as artists. You know, but they're artists with a creative imagination and they did something for not only artists but for a community of people to come together to uh just fellowship you know and love and unity i mean people have been there for like 20 years since they first started and you yeah. see somebody 10 years uh and it was our first year and it was other people that five years whatever like that but it was like we all were uh the same everybody showed the same love everything was equal like uh, it was an artist lounge, and we never really ate at the artist lounge, you know, but we always ate on the 12th floor with the people, yes! you know. So yeah. it, it was that type of vibe, you know, without being bomb rushed, and everybody respect you, and it was just like, just total love, man, and fun. So shout out to Sister Hazel, shout out to Rock Boat, and right. for that awesome experience. Anything that any of us say does the Rock Boat no justice, right? <laughs> you really have to experience it to really understand <laughs> what is actually happening, because, I mean, it is... Uh, insurmountable uh i mean just uh, uh love just everywhere i mean it, it's under it's indescribable honestly i mean i'm i'm at a loss for work because of the the experience that we had and you know for it to be our first time it, it, i just can't say I, I don't know rock and roll heaven baby we're all heaven exactly nice. <laughs> yeah you can't get off the, so you true you can't get off the elevator or go up the steps <laughs> or anything on any part of the boat without somebody giving you a hug or smiling at you or asking you when your next show is, nice. um, or you know, giving you giving you credit for your last show and everything. It's, it's pretty, yeah. It's a lot to take in. Yeah, well, you know, when when Sister Hazel was on the on the show, that's what I you know I pointed out was like you said they don't get enough credit. They they started this thing that really now you got a bunch of other rock cruises out there and they were really the first to say this is an annual thing this is what we do we're gonna headline it people are and and like and they and and they sell out like i mean before like it's all regulars it's never like new people don't even get a chance to like get tickets usually so it's uh it's definitely impressive for sure well uh 
let's let, let's take it let's take it back uh, for the listeners that uh, haven't been introduced to your band. You guys are all brothers. You're a year apart. Yes. Um, now, in yes, general, I've I've heard you guys are from a music family. Goes back uh, a ways as far as musical uh, musical in uh, in your family. Your parents both sing, and I wanted to take it back to the the start. I heard in a couple of interviews. One, you said your your dad sort of initiated you guys starting playing your instruments together. Mm. And then I also heard a story about your grandma and a karaoke machine what? getting you interested in music. Oh. So t- 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 tell me how, wow. you, how your dad and your grandma sort of got you guys into playing. How did that all work? Hmm. All right. Well, so I would say grandma first because she bought us a Radio Shack piano. Nice. For Christmas one year, she wanted to buy. She wanted to spoil us and get us a grand piano. We didn't. We didn't even know how to play it. Um, but my mom was like, "No, don't. We don't know if they're gonna be musicians, so don't buy them a grand piano. Just give them <laughs> something that they can mess around with, and we'll go from there." Yeah. So she bought us a Radio Shack piano that had like uh, a, ba- a song bank in it and all this other stuff, and uh, you know that was kind of how we started. Um, I guess me and Nick started on that um, and kind of took it from there and started playing by ear and then she bought a karaoke machine for years later Nice. that we would split between our rooms um, me and Nick always DJ and Nick always shared a room and Justin and Jeremy always shared a room mm-hmm. and we just sort between the rooms of like okay this week you guys just have it all week and then we'll have the karaoke machine next week in our room <laughs> so um, that's how we did it to kind of split time without I guess having brotherly feud yeah and uh we would always keep it on, like, you know, R&B stations and stuff like that, or jazz stations or hip-hop stations. And then one day, I guess, um, without saying, I, I changed the station with me and Nick had it in our room. I changed it to, like, uh, Project 96.1, mm. Project uh, Rock and Roll. It was, like, the rock station for Atlanta at the time. Yeah. Around that time. For some reason, uh, I just never changed it again whenever it was in our room. We always <laughs> listening to rock music. And uh, it, it changed the way I thought about songs. Because we were already songwriting and recording by the time I was listening to high school. Yeah. Uh, I was listening with the seniors and with the junior. I'm a sophomore and they freshman. So that basically spawned the birth of, like, um, Hero leaving from an R&B group to a band. And yeah. that's when our dad kind of stepped in as well because he was a he was a singer, a singer growing up as well. Yeah, and, uh, that's a fact. He always like really wanted to chase his dreams, but he never. He was in a group, so he never really got to do it the way he wanted to. And uh, but he never pressured us into doing the, the music thing. Yeah, and trying to tell us exactly like, oh, you guys need to do it like this. Or how to do it? Let me show you guys how to write a song. He never did that. He taught us four point harmony. He was really small, and then he let us do whatever we wanted from sports to art to you know anything else. And uh, they, our parents always supported us and everything. But nice. our dad definitely did talk to us as, as brothers because we had a drum set in the house and we had Nick was already playing keys when we were doing our R&B thing and my dad heard me and Nick playing drums every day uh, trying to get better with the DVD player playing gospel songs or playing anything that was a CD we put in the DVD player hook it up to the amp and just play and I guess he was like why don't you guys start a band because he knew Justin wanted to play guitar Justin had gotten a guitar for his birthday that summer I believe in my dad was like, why don't you guys just start a band? That's what we did. Um, nice. We changed our name from Inseparable to Hero. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know if anybody else wants to elaborate. Yeah, I mean, I would even just, you know, and I'll keep it short. I mean, uh, 
just starting back, our first rock stars were our great grandparents. So we grew up in a church. Mm-hmm. So obviously our grandmother's in this church, our grandfather's in this church, and our entire family. So in this church, our first rock stars were our great aunt who played the organ. Nice. Uh, our cousin who was on the drums, you know, our other cousin who was playing guitar and well in the way, like going crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then across the church, uh, it was our other cousin on the on the piano. You know, then we have our great grandpapa, he's the pastor, so he's preaching and stuff like that. And you're seeing like the revival, them going into the spiritual realm, you know, and just feeling these positive energy, you know, what is filling the room with positive energy. Mm-hmm. So for us, it, it struck a chord with us, you know, um, and was just looking at this and like, oh, wow. Now, oldest brother, he actually played the drums as well. So he kind of inspired us and got us into, you know, uh, playing the drums. So that was like our first instrument we ever played. Um, and then from there, it just kind of like elevated. And then our dad is key, uh, keying in on uh, just walking past us one day and said, hey, you know, you guys are in R&B group. You guys sing and everything. He said, but how does it feel? Uh, he, said, he, said, he said, so what do y'all think about being a band? Nice. It was like, we laughed. We said, ha, dad, ha. Like, that's old school. Nobody's doing that no more. And he walked away like Batman. He, he never, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. He, well, he never, you know what I mean? He just walked away or whatever like that, you know. And then, uh, you know, he didn't say anything else after that. But then it kind of, like, just grew as we started to elevate into music, getting into, like, the whole rock world. And then finding out about Disney soundtracks that we grew up on, like, Mighty Ducks was the Queen soundtrack. You know, so then actually growing up and being on YouTube and stuff like that and actually seeing it, it kind of, like, elevated us to a whole level. So that's kind of, like, how we got started. And nice. being a band and trying to transition and stuff like that. So, well, yep. I was gonna, I was gonna say you, you mentioned him, your older brother Derek. Uh, was, was he just, was he too old to join the, the, the brother band? <laughs> was is that what happened? No, or? he was not. Oh, okay. Did he not <laughs> want to be a part? He was in his a- for a while. <laughs> oh, okay, he, uh, okay. He had a and uh, he was a little older than us, and he was already like, you know, about to get out of high school and when we started in the Temple Bowl. So I think he had more grown up I got uh, it. tendencies and outlook on life, you know, than we did at the time. So mm-hmm. he was more focused on. You know, doing the things against that kids around his base is doing. So. I, I, yeah. I see him supporting the band, though, definitely. I see him with the shirts on. He's always at the show. Yep. It's good. It's good. Man. Fam- Dave, you did your homework, man. I love it. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, he's, a, he's a blueprint. Derek is a blueprint for it all. Derek plays trumpet. He plays the keyboard. He plays uh, drums. He DJs. Nice. Here's the reason why we felt like we could do anything with music. So. Very nice. Very well. You mentioned another inspiration. You said uh, the D- Disney movies. You're big into the into the soundtracks and whatnot, and how they played a big impact on your music. Uh, I, I saw yep. actually you guys were at the ABC Music Lounge a, a little while back, yes. getting getting to be around sort of that Disney production. Um, how how was that? How was that as as being inspired by Disney as you were? How how did that feel being there? Hmm. Yeah, it was just surreal being in the building um, and looking at who are in charge even at the moment and being able to even tell them those stories and those inspirations we got from Disney and them mm-hmm. similar us in on what it is they're doing over at Disney Plus and hopefully having us a part of it. So um, nice. it was just amazing. Um, it was to walk through those buildings and see where a lot of the stuff and meet some of the people who are in charge of those creative um, happenings over there and the creative direction. It was it was definitely life changing. I think. Nice, nice. Well, what would you say as far as your band, uh, all four of you guys together, who would you say is sort of the 
the biggest mutual inspiration that you have that you all all of you guys as far as an artist you all are huge fans of that's probably inspired your your music hmm. michael jackson so cliche but i think michael jackson nice. y'all correct me if i'm wrong yeah, you know. it's not Queen and Michael Jackson. I think we all have a love for him. So. Well, I saw... Yeah, and I think also Prince, because seeing Purple Rain mm-hmm. at, when I was in the fifth grade, it, it messed me up completely to see that first intro when he was singing Let's Go Crazy and uh, seeing him do that guitar solo at, um, in the beginning, it was like, wow, this is crazy. That's right. And I didn't even know who Purple was at the time. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I saw the tip of the hat to Queen in the uh, the music video of the uh, of of you guys all four together with the Bohemian Rhapsody sort of uh, look oh. there with the harmonies. Oh, yeah. That was good. That yeah, was good. that was awesome. Yeah, that was definitely a tribute there. Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely a tribute. Um, well, another inspiration, and I saw you guys actually mentioned this in uh, Instagram post, and I wanted to bring it out because I I, I thought I, I saw I saw a lot of uh, you know. Sort of maybe maybe it was uh, conscious uh, inspiration. Maybe it was a little subconscious. But you guys talked about uh, Atlanta's uh, own Mother's Finest as far as their sort of inspiration. And uh, I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys what what kind of inspiration did you get from that band? Hmm. Uh, everything uh, as far as like especially you know uh, I think they were our first inspiration when it came to just uh, developing our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being entertainers and not asking for attention, but demanding attention in the words of Joyce. Um, we went over their house one day and uh, they were just telling us that, I, well, be, even before that, I think uh, they were getting inducted into the Rock and Roll, Georgia Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And they, uh, our agent just became our agent, was their agent as well. And um, shout out Linda Walker. Shout out Linda Walker, exactly. Nice. And, uh, um, she invited us and we thought our show was uh stellar <laughs> and um when we went to see them play at uh one of the biggest music, music halls in georgia which was is wild bills that was at the time went to go see them and i mean literally from start to finish it was like we were jaw dropped yes! and literally after the show we went home and practiced because mm-hmm. we knew we had to go on the road with them uh in two weeks from from that moment and I mean, it just it just really brought out a fire in us to just be better on the stage and to always, you know, uh, engage the crowd and ask not not asking for attention uh, and just pretty much demanding it. And I mean, from that from that moment, it just been it was it was love. Nice, love. Yeah, oh, man. I, yeah. Growing up. Yeah. Well, I noticed now. Now, uh, you guys like Mother's Finest. Uh, you you like to wear some some unique outfits. While you're rocking out, you know, has has there ever been a time that uh, one of you guys wore something and the other members of the band had to like veto it? Hmm. Like they looked around and like, yeah, no, that's too much, man. You can't play in that. I'm sorry. Was that? It's definitely been a few times where Jeremy wanted to bring out his Tweety Bird hat. What? uh, We're like, yo, bro, uh, leave Tweety at home. (laughs) 
Or, you know, you can wear it backstage, but we're not bringing Tweety Bird on the stage, okay? He's made it on a few times. He snuck it, he snuck it up, up on stage. And our model, honestly, is uh, if I like it, everybody like it. So mm. if one of the brothers look at one of, you know, the other one that, like, he's crazy, then it's like, hey, if I like it, everybody like it. Like, okay, well. All right. All right. Well, on the flip side of that, have you ever shown up to a show and you've been like, you know what? It's too much. We had too much to get ready right now. Let's just basketball shorts and t-shirts tonight. Has it ever been? <laughs> has there ever been a Never. show? No. Never. Nice. Well, we were planning on the rock boat to do a show in our one um, so, but it, it didn't work out. So. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. We, we couldn't. We had to put on some some, some linen and. Had to had to get had to get in in costume. I understand. I understand. Um, well, since since we're talking about an Atlanta band, you guys obviously, and we're talking about Mother's Finest, another Atlanta band. I've got to ask a sort of a standard question. I ask all my guests, which is, I got to ask about the the food in Atlanta. So if I'm if I'm coming to Atlanta and I call you guys up and I'm like, hey guys, I've got one night in Atlanta. And I need a restaurant to eat at. Where are you going to tell me is that restaurant? Where Where should I eat? Ooh, man, honestly, honestly, I can't even lie to you. We don't even eat out a lot. At least me, I know. I'm about to say, I know. Where eat I'm out a lot. I would tell you to go eat at uh, hmm. Big Dave's Philly Cheesesteaks. <laughs> Big Dave's Philly Cheesesteaks. <laughs> Yeah, that's the big Dave. Yeah, I love that place. All right, all right. Well, that's 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 unique. Taking it to another per another city's uh, uh, specialty. I like it. I right. Like it. I mean, if you if you want some southern food, like southern cooking, though, you can go to a, a few places. Um, ooh, it's so many. It's so many. Name wasn't it? <laughs> well, my my favorite my favorite in Atlanta is, is Mary Max. Uh, uh, oh, Ma yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tea Room. That's 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 my. But I just had a comedian David Perdue from Atlanta on the show, and he said homegrown. Hmm. He recommended the comfy chicken biscuit. I had to go there and get that. So homegrown. Homegrowns. That's what he told me. That's what he told me. Yeah. So, I've heard and so, Nana G's chicken and waffles. I used to work Shout out Nana G's. Oh, Nana G's. Like that. That's gonna. I'm head. I'm headed Nana G's next time I'm in Atlanta. It's happening. <laughs> uh, there you go. So, so uh, back to the music. You guys first released Golden Hearts uh, in 2013. Your newest release, yep. which we'll talk about here in a little bit, is Back to Myself EP. Yeah. Which uh, was released this past October. When you listen right. to those two albums, you know you listen to the the 2013. You listen to the 2019. What do you hear that's you know still the same? And what do you what do you hear that's changed in the band? Hmm. Uh, I would say the passion is still the same. The drive is still the same. Mm -hmm. uh, I think lyrically, I think we got more direct. You know, as far as like easing out, you know, because we were real, uh, and, and I mean, we still are, you know, but uh, as far as lyrically, um, it was in a super spiritual realm, like a big super spiritual realm to the point where the average listener probably wouldn't understand, mm -hmm. you know, what it meant, but they felt it though. It made mm -hmm. them feel good, but how can they relate in their everyday life? So I think as far as the lyric wise go, um, what we have done, 
uh, in our stage right now or in our realm right now, it's like the lyrics have been more direct, you know, and the music, you know, obviously sonically it's gotten bigger, you know, and better than what than, than we were uh, last uh, the last time around, back in 2013. Nice, nice. Um, well, Anybody else can add to it? I don't know. Hmm. No? Sorry, oh. I mean, much covered it. <laughs> well, uh, now, obviously, as we already mentioned, you guys are all musical. You guys have all grew up uh, playing music, writing music. But uh, do you? Is it a collaborative effort always with the songs, or does somebody start with the song and then everybody add to it? Is there sort of like a primary creator, or does everybody just bring stuff to the table? Hmm. Um, we all bring stuff to the table and uh, collaboratively work on it. Um, honestly, we're in the midst of doing that now. We're about to work on our album. Yeah. Um, kind of like that, you know, we all get a place or a studio or a house or whatever we're yeah. going to start at and just kind of work some things together. And obviously, I mean, you don't leave from each other's presence and lose ideas. So, I mean, we all have ideas and memos and start songs on our own sometime and then you know just fill everybody else in but it's definitely a co- collaborative effort before it's all been done nice now now do you ever do you go into an album with because because your your genre of rock it 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 changes you know you've you've gone through different types of rock through the different albums uh do you yeah. ever go into the album thinking we're going to hit this genre style this time, or it, does it just sort of come out organically as you write the songs? Uh, it definitely come out organically, but then sometimes we do see, uh, prime example, Hiroshima mm-hmm. was more so like where we sat down and was like, okay, this project, we're going to go more so of the electric, uh, well, electric rock pop feel, but with a little grunge in it, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it still give you that dirtiness. Um, and then I know Bleach album was more so like whatever we created, that's what was going on the project, and that's what made Bleach what it uh, is. Nice. Um, and people tell it to today like that's one of our greatest projects. Yeah. You know, so um, that feels good, and just knowing that because that's who we are, we are just di- it's like our whole sound is diverse. Because like we said in earlier uh, or earlier in the interview, is that we grew up on so many different types of music. You yeah. know, so it's like we just put all that into the gumbo what we create now so and then that's how you get those different sound of rocks and then when people hear it it's like whoa like i don't know i like rock until i heard y'all music this sounds totally different you know so i always say we are creating for today like new age or the new wave of what rock is supposed to be or whatever so it's good and there's other artists doing it as well like 21 pilots and certain bands but yeah nice. it's exciting nice well yeah, for the record oh, yeah they, i don't know if this is our subject or not, but we were told that we brought rock back to the rock group Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I mean, you you are definitely on the harder side of uh, the folks that are on there, you know. So, yeah, I could definitely see rock come you bringing it back as as an idea. That's right. Um, on that topic though of writing and collaborating, uh, fairly recently, you guys did a collaboration with some uh, rap artist. Uh, you did uh, Gods Today. That had uh, Trinidad James and Childish Major, uh, Atlanta rappers. Um, how did that project come about? Hmm. Um, just friends. We were uh, friends of Childish Major and friends of Trinidad James as well. And um, for years, you know, we would just hang out with each other or be in the same studios. Yeah. And um, 
we had done some stuff with Childish already prior to that. Yeah. Um, Trinidad came in late one night, like three in the morning, <laughs> and we sat and all talked for like an hour and some hour and a half. And um, eventually, we decided to work on some music, and that's when Gospel Day came. Yeah. Nice. Nice. One of the, one of the best. We we heard it earlier in the show today. Definitely a, a, a good oh, jam wow. right there. Uh, so nice. let's. Thanks for it. Oh man, it's good. So let, let's talk about the newest EP. Back to myself. Uh, this was the first EP released uh, for you guys on Republic, yes! on Republic Le- Records and Lava Records. How how's the experience been so far with Republic? Hmm. The experience has been pretty amazing and very collaborative. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's, it's a lot different than, I guess, uh, people would expect because record labels operate a lot different from they did um, like 15, 20 years ago. But nonetheless, they allow us to be as creative as we want. Um, they they trust our visions and we trust um, their uh, knowledge as well when they when they give us um, you know information about like how things are going to go. We still learning. A lot uh, when it comes to being a part of a label, it's really fun. Just kind of like that's that's always been a lot of a lot of artists' dreams when they first start even working on music. Yeah, is to get signed to a major label. So uh, for it to happen, you know, down the line after we were doing so well independently, we just like a cherry on top. And um, it's really uh, our parents are excited. They were excited when it happened. Our family was excited when it happened, and uh, we, we of course we uh, we went over the top and let everybody know on social media that we. We got signed to the label, so there's no hiding that we were excited about it. <laughs> and um, yeah, we just uh, shout out to Lava, Shy, right? Right? yeah, because Lava is um, the company that was that's our, I guess, um, primary. That's who we signed to first, and then I guess it was like they're the branch of the public. Yeah, so we're like label makes the great event. We haven't met them yet, Lord. We haven't met a lot of the artists on the label yet, but. I think it'd be cool to even just collab with some of those artists. And, and that's just a lot to look forward to when you're trying to. Yes! Definitely. Yeah, and I would, and I would just say, uh, you know, just like festivals that we're doing this year, like being with the label. So, you know, and, and a great agency, shout out to AGI, Marshall Blaster, um, you know, getting us on these big festivals because first is all about living on a platform. So this, you know, last year, Music Midtown, that's something we always manifested and wanted to do. And then now doing uh, like Shaky Knees, Bonnaroo, and all those great festivals that we always want to do as well. So Epic Center Festival um, and stuff like that. So, you know, and then for the label, being signed to a label is really great because, um, and not just being signed to any label, but a label that understands you and understands your brand, mm-hmm. understands your vision. So Lava and, Lava and Republic definitely does that for Hero the Band. And, uh, yes! you know, just all about us being innovative as we want to be and creative as we want to be. Um, and you know, just let us do us. So it's, it's really great. It's really great. Nice. Well, We're playing with Metallica. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking on that, actually, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you that. As far as those festivals, uh, like you said, you've got some awesome ones for 2020. You've got uh, Rockville. Oh yeah. You've got Epic Center. You've got Shaky Knees. This same weekend, actually, you got, uh, you got Bonnaroo in June. Um, is there one that you're most excited about? Hmm. I mean, obviously they're all awesome, but w- is there any one that you're really, uh, really excited about? Look, y'all want to go? Y'all want to go one at a time? Well, I'll, I'll say I'm, I'm mostly excited about Bonnaroo nice. because I went to Bonnaroo before as a spectator uh, a few years back, maybe like 2013, 2014, and um, just the experience it and. 
um, I mean, for the love of music, obviously, and um, just some of the artists, like that's one of the one of the biggest festivals that just has a lineup of a lot of different artists and stuff, and yes! just to see how you go up against um, the same way it was when we did Midtown, so many different genres and so many different artists, um, and just getting a, a chance to see different people's shows and stuff like. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Nice. I think I think I'm excited for all of them. <laughs> That's right. Um, but to be to be honest, I'm excited to see what it's gonna be like when we do those hard hit shows like the Rockville and Epicure Fest because we've never played with that many hard experienced bands ever before. Like it's Anthrax, God Smack the Third, Leonard Skinner. Um you know, I I really can't wait to see what's gonna happen because I know we could pull out some of our hardest stuff. Yeah. Instead of uh, you know, I guess some of our alternative pop stuff is still gonna work, but I can't wait to see like what kind of set we put together and how we come out there and like bang some hits. So Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I wanna say thank you to all the festivals, you know, first and foremost, you know, just I mean, just to be recognized, it's amazing. Uh but if I had to pick one that I'm super excited about, uber excited about, it would have to be Bonnaroo. You know what I mean? Just growing up. Uh, just, you know, before we even were a band, you know, so just always hearing about the festival, you know, what it's like that, you know, and then just to be a part of it, so, you know, it's like, it's an honor, so it's a blessing, so we just ready to rock it, man. Rocking all the stages, so shout out to all the other festivals, so thank you so much. Very nice, very nice. Well, one of the last things I want to ask you guys, and you brought this up uh, a little bit before, but I noticed on your last post on Instagram, you said that there was an album coming out, so it was time to hibernate. And you mentioned that before. Yep. What kind of details can you give us about the album? And is it going to be out in 2020, or are we going to have to wait a little bit more? Hmm. Well, it's getting over the I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, that's it. If music comes quick, um, we don't even like to like that. It definitely be here in 2020. Nice. Um, like I said, it's the first day we're about to actually start putting some stuff together as we speak. Um, but yeah, yeah. It'll, we don't know when it'll be done, but it'll be out this year. And I don't even know what they expect yet because we don't know what they expect. Mm. But it's gonna. Well, be That's all we know. Now, are I you think the album definitely universally a beautiful feeling for everyone to listen and hear and be able to relate to? Now, are you going to keep the same producer that you had for the uh, EP, Back to Myself, or are you guys thinking about new producers? Have you even thought about that far yet? Hmm. We used uh, multiple produ- productions well, outside of uh, our original producer, Donovan. We used, uh, we were referenced to use uh, Pete Mabby. Yeah. Brother, uh, now he's, out, he's like a brother from another now, and then Nick Furlong. Um, and we created some hits with those guys, so... But right now we're just looking to um, stick with the with the uh, original squad and, and get in the O and uh, and work as hard as we can to give y'all some of the best music y'all ever heard from Hero. So nice, nice. Well, I got I've got one request for the album. If you guys could convince uh, Lava and Republic to put it out on vinyl. Yes! Um, I, I put all of our guest uh, albums on the wall here in the studio. So That's right. I need a vinyl to put up on the wall. So if you could yes. make that you, happen. You have one, nice. We got you, Dave. Send us the address, baby. We got you. Nice. We'll Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Guys, we are against a break, man, but I want to thank you guys for coming on the show, man. It has been great. Woo! Thank you for having us, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. 
Um, we hope you guys have a great rest of the day. Rock out, baby. Hero of the band. We're in the building. Nice. Or we're on the phone. Listeners, <laughs> make sure you check out all things Hero the Band at www.herotheband.com. You can follow them on Instagram at Hero the Band. Right now, we're going to listen to Back to Myself by Hero right here on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show. Hero the band. HTB. Yes. HTB. Yeah. HTB. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. 
just such positive vibes those fellas have, you know? Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah, that family feel, you know? Exactly. I don't, I don't have uh, three brothers. Well, they have four brothers. I don't have four brothers. Um... I feel like we would semi-hate each other. Wait, what? I just don't know. I don't... I mean, you know, me and my brother get along, but it's just me and him. Like, if I had three more of him, that might be too much. And I think he'd say the same thing about me, you know? Hmm. Right. Fair. But Fair. I, yeah, I don't know, though. You got so many, you can, like, hang out with one when you get annoyed at the other, and then hang out with the other when you get annoyed at that one, you know? So, mm -hmm. I guess I could see a positive of that. Yes! I could definitely see it. But they're just happy all the time, man. Making Atlanta proud. And, uh... I've got those two new... I, I didn't think they were going to pop out two new spots in Atlanta for me to eat, but I'm excited. Going to hit out... I know. You got a double whammy there. Big Day's Philly Cheesesteak. You got to do it. It's your namesake, man. And then uh, got Nana G's. So true. Got to hit up some chicken and waffles. And I, you know, I'm going to grade harsh, Dave. I'm going to grade harsh. I'm going to compare them to Metro Diner, who's got some killer chicken and Have waffles. To. Killer chicken and waffles. Okay, Dave. Okay. Thank you. First of all, to Hero the Band for coming on the show. We really appreciate yeah, guys. it. Thank you so much. Next, we got to get this last birthday suit out of the way. I'm pretty positive you'll get this one. Confident. Confident in this one. That's what I like to hear. Uh, born on February 5th, 1991 in Belglade, Florida. Hmm. His father was Jamaican. And was deported back to Jamaica when our birthday suit wearer was only two. Hmm. Mm. Our birthday suit wearer loved sports, and in high school, he played football, basketball, and track. Coming out of high school, he was ranked as the number seven wide receiver in the country. He chose Florida State and... While at Florida State, caught the winning touchdown in the final seconds of the 2013 National Championship. He went... Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin is correct. He went on to uh, the NFL following that season and was selected by the Carolina Panthers, 28th overall, 2017. He was traded to the Buffalo Bills, 2018. He was traded to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that same year, they uh, they released him. What? And uh, he hasn't played in the NFL since. You think that's a little weird? Dang, I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That's what I didn't either. When I, was, when, I, when I was writing this, I was like, what? Kelvin Benjamin? Guy seems way too talented to not be in the NFL right now. You know? So true. Exactly. I mean, I know he had some, like, he got injured and had some weight issues, but, like, yeah. dude was a stud. You think he could get back? I mean, geez. He's, he, right. he's, a, he's a, a gladiator, that guy, or at least has the frame of one. My goodness. I mean, Girl, come on. you know, I'll take him on my football team any day. Yeah, exactly. Any day. Exactly. Uh, he's turning the big 20. Oh, happy birthday. 29. 29. Got one more year. Still got some life. One more year in the 20s, Kelvin. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Uh, Dave, this is part of the, sh uh, the show where I tell you about great shows coming up. We got two shows that sure I'm really is. focusing on. Very excited about these two shows. Uh, next week, you've got the week off. Next week, oh. we've got Andy Frasco coming in to co-host the show. I'm very, wah, wah, wah. very excited about this. Andy obviously is a, a fireball of Stud. energy. 
a fireball. And uh, he's going to come in. We're going to talk all things. We've got the whole regular show, but we're just going to throw in Andy facts throughout the show. You know? So true. I like it. Yeah. I like it, man. Yeah, so we're just going to throw in every now and then. We're going to talk about one of his uh, one of his shows. We're going to talk about one of his songs. Talk about an upcoming album. All the while, doing birthday suit. Ripped from the headlines. That kind of deal. Yeah. Yes! We're going to see how he, how he stacks up, you know? Well, he's got his With own show. show, so you would imagine that he can do it pretty well, you know? I mean, he's got he's got the. Well, we'll see. He doesn't do the duck. <laughs> ah, touche, Dave. Touche. Then after that, we've got Andy Haynes on the show. Great comedian. Can't wait to have him on the show. He's done a lot of great things. It's going to be very fun to hear him talk, hang out for a little bit. Then Dave. In yeah, March, we've got some great shows coming. That's right. We've got Muscadine Bloodline coming on the show. Yes! We've got Hayden Kaufman coming on the show. Yes! We may have Fantastic Negrito if he gets his uh, album finished by that time. If not, it's coming in April. But we've got some great shows, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. We've got great shows on the way. It's all in store on the Doc G Show. But until then... I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles, Berlin. Until next time, guys. Woo! Woo! Till next time. Zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.